It has recently been announced that Gary Player would be receiving the US Presidential Medal of Freedom sometime later this year. And as part of our Stories That Inspire series with Gary Player, we decided to catch up with him on video meeting while he's in the US to find out more about this. South Africa has produced some of the finest sports heroes in the world. One of those individuals is Gary Player, who won 165 tournaments on six continents over seven decades. He was included into the World Golf Hall of Fame in 1974. This is the US Presidential Medal of Freedom Award. And this is an award that is bestowed on individuals by the President of the United States. This is the highest award that any civilian can receive from the US government and from its president. So you've been elected to receive this award. First of all, I want to ask, when did you find out about this? We found out about uh, uh, two and a half months ago, and it's been delayed now, but this, uh, I was just flabbergasted. I, I was actually in awe because I've had a lot of awards bestowed upon me in my 70 years plus minus as a pro golfer and having traveled more miles than any human being that's ever lived. So I have a lot, a lot of awards and very prestigious awards. But this by far exceeds them all. To be given this award by the American government, uh, by the strongest man, most powerful man in the world, the most powerful country in the world, uh, a little South African, tiny little country like South Africa in comparison to many countries in the world. To be given this award, I, I wish I had the vocabulary of a Winston Church or a Shakespeare to actually explain it. But it is, you know, for me, um, it is very, very sentimental because as a young man, as a young man uh, in South Africa living in apartheid, you know, we were very scared. We lived, in, we lived in fear. Although I was a white privileged person compared to a black person in those days, um, we still were scared. Uh, people were shot in Soweto. Uh, you, the, the people vanished. It was like it being in a, like Germany, as I imagine. We were scared to say something. We were scared. I wanted to be a world champion golfer, and I was petrified that this would be, you know, that I could have this taken away. I was very, very nervous. Um, uh, could I have spoken up more? Yes. Did I make mistakes in my life like anybody else? Yes, everybody makes mistakes. And for me, having been denied freedom to a degree, in not in comparison to the black people, but the country was denied freedom. And you only appreciate entire freedom when you don't have it. And uh, so now I think of somebody like my brother who went to war when he was 17 in South Africa to fight for freedom. My brother-in-law uh, was, was killed in the war. Um, and you think of the people in Normandy, there's millions and millions of young soldiers in, in the Pearl Harbor and Dunkirk, you can go on and on and on and all the wars that took place that died for freedom. And now people, uh, you go to some of the universities in America, you go to talk, if you're a conservative, they won't let you talk. And that, that applies to a lot of places in South Africa. You go to speak, whether it's political or not, and you shout it down and not allowed to talk. They don't understand the value of freedom. I don't care whether you're communistic, I don't care that I don't care whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Jew, whatever your religion and race is, freedom is something that is so, so special. And if you think how few countries have it, 
Think about it. I'd like you to really think, I think not even 40% of the world has freedom anymore. So the US is considered the defenders of the free world. And here they have an award called the Medal of Freedom, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So to receive a Medal of Freedom from the defenders of the free world or the, the commander-in-chief yes. of the defenders of the free world, what is it that, that that means for them as the U.S.? Why do they bestow that onto, onto individuals and what is it that, they, that they're looking for? America trying to put a great emphasis on freedom because there's always, this subject comes up all the time, uh, they value freedom so much. It's an honor. It's an honor and a luxury to have freedom. And it's something that makes a person free. Just to be free is, is such an important thing. And they realize this. And so they've, they've always, America is a country that has so many, so many things that you don't see in other countries. It's just, it's, an, it's a remarkable country. Yes, have they made mistakes? Certainly, again, every body, every person, every government, every leader, doesn't matter, even Mandela, a man that we all worship, he had mistakes. Everybody has mistakes. And it's the people that are unsuccessful that always like to criticize the people that are successful. They'll always find something wrong instead of finding something positive. You've got to build into the future. You can't live in the past. Freedom wasn't luck. Luck is the residue of design. It's earned. And I can tell you, for me, I, having traveled so much around the world, more than anybody, as I say, without being repetitive, what I've seen with my eyes, and I look at how some countries run their countries, wow, do I appreciate freedom. It is such a wonderful, wonderful thing. So you did a lot of work to bring freedom and I, I see it as racial equality into sport and particularly in your area of influence, which was golf. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and everything else you did off the golf course that very few people know about? I think one of the, uh, besides this honor, uh, the second biggest honor I've had, there was a black golfer called Charlie Sifford played in America. When I arrived here uh, in 57, in America, he was not allowed to play on the tour. And I went to the PGA and did what I could. And I went to his club and I became a very good friend and supporter of his. And when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, little did they know he was gonna become a very good golfer and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. In fact, he got the Medal of Freedom uh, for what he went through and battled through and survived. Who did he ask to induct him to the Hall of Fame? He has a black American asking a white South African to induct him into the Hall of Fame. What an honor. And the other thing that comes to mind is in 1969, I went to John Foster in Cape Town and I said to him, I want to put a spoke in the wheel of apartheid in sport. Oh, he gave me a funny look and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to invite this black golfer, Lee Elder from America. Isn't it sad that we had to go and get permission to do that? You see, this is what young people don't understand. So anyway, he said, eventually he said, go ahead. And Lee Elder came to South Africa, and I was in the airport of Cape Town, uh, and this Afrikaans guy called me a groot verraya, you're a big traitor to our nation. And then Lee Elder was put under a lot of pressure from black uh, people in this country not to go to South Africa. He came, it was highly successful, was our PGA in Johannesburg. We went on to other areas and played, and it went off and people loved it. And that for me was a great feeling. 
I was president of the PGA and I said to our guys when they had Wondrous Golf Club, I said, we've got to vote two black guys, two black gentlemen on our committee. And I said, if you don't, I'm resigning. And they never did. And I resigned as president of the PGA. They never thought I would. And, and, and to go into Soweto and design that golf course and see the joy that those people are getting and this beautiful golf course, which is going to change the lives of those people. And we did it for $1. So, I mean, you know, and we did the course originally and how the people of Soweto appreciate it. And those youngsters come up and give me a hug when we're playing there. It is just something special. And also to have these Gary Player Foundation days in China, we raised a lot of money in China and we built an aid center there for the young Chinese who had no mothers or fathers. We built a home in London with my sponsor, the Berenberg Bank. Uh, we looked one night, we went for a walk in the streets of London, these people were lying under the bridges, and I said to this um, man, Hans Walter Peters, and, and a man called Hendrik, I said, we've got to build a home for these people. And they did. And they gave them all the facilities and the amenities. And now these people are doctors and lawyers as such. They were calling them bums lying in the street. You know how good that makes you feel? That makes you feel better than winning a golf tournament. Yes, it's it's a wonderful feeling to win a golf tournament and be one of the three best players maybe that ever lived. That's in the world. That's a big honor. But to do things and change people's lives and to build schools. And we built two schools in South Africa and I visit the schools. It's just such a joy to see those young kids that you're changing their lives. So through golf, through golf, I've been able to change tens of thousands of people's lives. What a wonderful thing. And on my grave, I want to be known not as a golfer. I want to be known in that grave as Gary Player is a man who loved his fellow man and tried to contribute to society. And that will be, for me, uh, the most important thing that could happen to me. I don't believe in legacies. I believe you're here, you do your job, you get the hang out of here, and you go on to a better place. So, What I had picked up about your golfing career was your ability to excel under pressure. And it's at that point when your opponents would choke up under the pressure, that's when you would excel and just continue to win the, the one after the next. And South Africa is entering probably the most difficult economic time that we can imagine for the next six to 18 months. And I want to ask you, as a fellow South African, what is it that you can teach us that we could uh, do and how can we prepare for this severe economic downturn coming our way to give us the tools to get through this? You see, I'm a great believer in faith. I think faith, I know how it's helped me in my life when I have suffered and when I was alone and when I had to go overseas and, and be on my own and away from my family and away from my country and playing tournaments and playing badly. You know, one's life, everybody's life has adversity in it. And the, the big problem is with people that say, well, they don't want to be prepared to have adversity. And this is what's happening to us right now. We're having a test. I mean, people, you know, people are even saying, why does God put this corona on the earth? Well, you know, we as human beings, we kick God out of school. We kick God out of politics. We're basically telling people there's no God. So now all of a sudden we're blaming him for all this problem that's happening to us. But he is a God of forgiveness. And we will come right. We will overcome this corona. And we will come back strong. And we've got to have uh, belief in a man like Ramaphosa, or President Ramaphosa, and his and his and his and his, and his, and his, and his well, his parliament. 
The problem is a lot of people that are not in favor of him and he's going to have to battle that, but that's part of his battle. And they've got to realize what he's doing is for the good of the country. And I say to our people in South Africa, this is a bad time in our career, probably maybe the worst time ever. We've got to hang in there. We've got to be positive. We've got to have hope. We've got to have faith. And we've got to be prepared and take the punishment like a man. And we can overcome this if we all work together, the business people who've been discouraged, you know, with wanting to nationalize this and nationalize that and this and that. And a lot of people are, are uh, disenchanted with the crime. So they are leaving the country. We've got to say, let's hang in here. Let's hang in here. And it can come right. Love is the most amazing thing. Love is stronger than all the cannons in the world put together. And we've got to have, as our great ex-president Mandela and, our, and, and his committee all said, Ubuntu. Ubuntu is so important. And if we can give somebody a smile and a little bit of love and encouragement and say, listen, let's get in there. One of the great things about America, their three slogans are faith, family, and hard work. And I think we've got to abide by that as well. We've got to work hard. You can't get things for nothing. I played badly for years. Didn't look like I was going to make it. People said, you've got no chance. I didn't listen to that. I was listening to Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player that ever lived. I watched the show of his last night. He said, everybody said, you're no good. You'll never make it. And that's what made him make it. And he struggled and struggled. All, most great athletes that become great superstars, not just say he's good. Everybody thinks because you uh, win a few golf tournaments, you're great. There's a big difference between superstars. All the superstars had their adversity and they hung in there. You look at a man like Quilisi. You look at Pipi. Those people that lived in a shack. Look what they did. Look what they did. Everybody said they never ever thought they'd be captaining the rugby of South Africa. I never thought I'd ever to see that. They're, these guys are examples of what can be done with nothing. You have nothing, you're lost, but you still survive. And this is why South Africa got to really hang on to it. And that's maybe the message for South Africa. Maybe now, because everyone says to us, you're not going to make it. Maybe now's the time to prove to the world we can make it. Well, it's such a great country and we have such great people. Uh, and we have such a great climate. We have the minerals. We have the great farmers that are producing food. So if we can come back to the award you're going to receive uh, by the, the President of the United States. You as a South African, uh, you're going to go to the White House and you're going to receive the greatest honor and the greatest award that a civilian can receive. But as a South African, uh, you will be an ambassador for us uh, standing there. Like you have done for how many decades? You've been waving the South African flag out there. You've been promoting the country. You've been promoting tourism. You've been promoting foreign investment for decades that very few of us know. When you go to the White House and you receive this, what should we as South Africans know? And what should we think? And what, what should we do to be able to live up to this? I cannot say what South Africans should do uh, for me receiving this award. All I know when I saw Khaleesi as the first black captain of South African rugby, nobody told me what I had to do or what we, what we achieved in the World Cup rugby. Uh, nobody had to tell me what to do. You know, everybody said, this is doing the country so much good. Unfortunately, the next day, probably a hundred people were murdered. So, you know, that's the sad thing. So this is the thing that people have got to speak up and do something about. And, uh, so for me, I can't tell people what they must do. All I can say is that I am 
so, so thankful that a man like President Trump and the American government were aware, whereas my own people in my own country are not aware what I've tried to do uh, for freedom and for human rights. And uh, I really appreciate that very, very much indeed. And I'm not bitter about anything. I'm not bitter because I've learned to live with adversity, with problems. I accept problems as part of life. And uh, so, when I think of, and I've looked at that White House and where this takes place, it's awesome. It's quite awesome. And to have people from all over the world there seeing this, and just for myself and for my God to know that I'm standing there and being recognized in a great humility and appreciation what I've tried to do for my fellow man. Because I love people so much. I love people so much. It's just, uh, it's unbelievable. I meet people in airports and I walk up to them. Most athletes and celebrities walk away. I walk to them. I phone people every day of my life somewhere that are sick and I get to hear about it and I encourage them. Um, we took a, we took a one, of the, one of the wonderful things that happened in South Africa, we took a young black man living in the hills with Sol Kersner and I, when we started, um, Sun City and I said to Sol, I want to have the best caddy program because this Sun City is going to be a great ambassadorial role for South Africa with all the guests that come here. We've got to have the best caddies. And there was one caddy named Zach and he just had it. He had what you call it. Uh, you can't explain it. Anyway, he became the best caddy. I took him to England. He caddied for me in the British Open Seniors. We won. He did the best book that I've ever had in my life. He then caddied for Louis Oersteys and won the British Open itself. Then he caddied for Brandon Grace. This man has made millions of rands, millions, from a man who didn't even know what a golf ball was. Because he was a worker, he saw the opportunity, and he grabbed it. And uh, that's just such a lovely story. And it encouraged all the other caddies. And today, if you think what golf has done for South Africa, that's another thing. Uh, if you think our government or our country get more coverage with golf than any other sport in South Africa, because there's a golf tournament every single week somewhere in the world. And we have our wonderful young men playing every week, and they're wonderful ambassadors. They behave so well, and they're great representatives of South Africa. So they get, you know, almost close to almost a billion people a week watching us from South Africa play. And it's a sport that has longevity. No other sport has longevity like golf. I won a tournament at 63 in America. So, and golf, who, who are the people that come and tour South Africa? What is, in my opinion, what is the quickest way? As I don't profess to have a business acumen, but I do know one thing. The quickest way to get out of our problem in South Africa is to stop the crime and to have a country that is safe to visit and to get 15 million tourists a year. We have the infrastructure. We have the best country in the world to do it. It's at the time of the year when other countries' climates are bad. Can you imagine if we had 15 million tourists? But they're scared to come now. They're scared because of the crime. I do speeches almost every month somewhere in the world. And I talk about something. They always end up and say, but we're scared to come. And now could you imagine if we had no crime? Like a country like Singapore. Singapore, the... the, the Per Canada is the richest country in the world because people want to invest and it's safe. That's something we can do. And that's what I would might. If somebody asked me, what do you recommend? I don't know enough about economics, but I do know one thing. If we had no crime, 
we would have a big dent in our bad economy. It would make a massive, massive, massive difference. I think that's the quickest way and the best way to make our country strong again. I'll read you a story. One of uh, my directors is a black lady. And she sent me a story. She said in the late 80s, her and her husband were in Detroit and they were picking up a relative from Botswana. And a white man approached them and uh, he greeted them in Zulu. And first of all, they were uh, scared because they thought this might be the apartheid security police. <laughs> and, uh, and then they found out that it was you. And uh, <laughs> them feel so at home in a foreign country uh, just by walking up to them, because you heard them speak Zulu and you went straight for them. You spoke to them in Zulu, you greeted them, you made them feel welcome, you gave them your best wishes. And they, they said that just made the whole trip so much more enjoyable because they had a fellow South African that just made them feel welcome. Now, I think there's many stories like that, that you've done for decades, where you fought for South Africa, you waved our flag, you made us feel welcome in other parts of the world. And I think uh, this award that the, the President Trump is going to give you has a little bit to do with that. So from my side, I want to thank you for all these decades of hard work in promoting South Africa and uh, for people to come here. Well, that's very nice. Uh, that makes you, you see that kind of thing, that gives you goose pimples because the word that comes out of that is love. The word love comes out and, and that's, that is, that is the answer to life. And that's something I pray. It's like uh, when I played golf with President Trump, he was saying that when he went to Japan, uh, he was saying to the Japanese uh, prime minister or to some member of government there, uh, they said, uh, Arnold Palmer, uh, Jack Nicholas, big ambassador for America. And he said, yes, he said, but what about other sportsmen? He said, oh, Gary Player, South Africa. You know, that made me feel so good. And to, I've been lucky to have uh, met the emirs in the Middle East, gone to their palaces and visited their, their big offices. And uh, also, you know, the, I played with all most of the presidents of America and been in the White House. I've dined with the royal family. Uh, I've dined with movie stars, with athletes, but also with the poor people in Africa and the poor people in India, where I learned as much from them as I learned from the higher echelon. A, a great amount of, I think gratitude is the word. They had not much, but they were grateful for what they had. And they had great love and humility in their hearts. It was, it's, it's been a wonderful journey this for me. If you like these videos and you would like to see more, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell below. If you would like to make suggestions for the individuals we should interview next, would you please drop that in the comment box below.